Previously, on Saturday after dinner. اليوم لما بنشوف كيف بيولعوا السوشيال ميديا لما حدا بيعمل فاند ريزنج طب يا خيي فاند ريزنج جراند فاكتوري مين اول شيء مين انت تقول انه ما لهم حق؟ اكيد بعتد عم ننمي نحن ثقافه كثير توكسيك صار كله انتقاد نحن اليوم هلا بدبي خيي انه انت مخبى ورا الشاشه تبع التليفون او تبع الكمبيوتر تبعك ايه عيد عم بتلاحي وعم تعمل كايند اوف بولينج 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 مين اول شيء مين انت تقول انه ما لهم حق؟ اكيد صار كله انتقاد بعتد عم ننمي نحن ثقافه كثير توكسيك نحن اليوم هلا بدبي توكسيك صار كله انتقاد كيف بيولع السوشيال ميديا مين اول شيء مين انت تقول انه ما لهم حق؟ اكيد توكسيك اكيد مخبى ورا الشاشه جراند اكيد نحن اليوم هلا بدبي توكسيك اكيد كله انتقاد اكيد مخبى ورا الشاشه دبي توكسيك اكيد مخبى ورا الشاشه تبع التليفون او تبع الكمبيوتر تبعك توكسيك اكيد دبي اخ رخيطه Howdy, folks, and Mida and Mu'in. Bonsoir. Welcome to episode 17 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut in Jayatewe. Folks, tonight, this episode is going to be dramatic. It's going to be weird. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be personal. Uh, you saw you saw the intro. You saw, you know what the topics are. We're talking Saturday after dinner. We're talking Grand Factory. They put out a statement updating the fundraiser situation. We're going to talk about that. Are we going to talk about a very disturbing Instagram account uh, belonging to a young girl called Naya Shrif? She's a two-year-old child whose parents are using her as a product on Instagram. And there's a bunch of other little topics that I was hesitant about talking about, like Hadley Gamble's picture with, with Walid Jumblat, uh, Gino versus Jadrasen, all that stuff. But I'm not really interested in those. I'll see if I cover them at the end really quickly. Uh, before we get going, I'd like to please remind you guys to like this video, leave a comment. As you guys know, your engagement is really helpful uh, for a small independent channel such as mine. Uh, YouTube usually does not prioritize small independent creators. So uh, all of your comments, all of your likes, they help get my video in the like recommended section, in the homepage, so it'll be suggested to people. So I really appreciate all of your engagement. Thank you guys so much. And if you're not subscribed to the channel, please take a second to become a Do Not Warrior. We are at over 2,600 subscribers, over 2.6K subs. Uh, that's fucking awesome. Uh, after, you know, just like a couple of months, three months, you know what I mean? So thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, and I wanted to let you guys know that I've just launched a new page on Instagram called it's at Lebanon UFO. It's the Lebanon UFO disclosure project. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with UFOs. I'm obsessed with that whole topic. I talk a lot about UFO sightings, Lebanese UFO sightings here on the podcast. So if you guys want to know more, I get a lot of these sightings. People send me their sightings on Instagram. People contact me and I can't talk about all of them on the podcast. So I figured that Instagram page is a great resource for me to keep track of all of these uh, sightings. It's like a database for Lebanese UFO sightings. So if you're into that, please follow the page. I'm going to have the, uh, the link in the description below. So do that. And uh, yeah, let's get kicked off. Before we get into the Serde after dinner thing. Hello, Moine and Medea. Hello again. 
Uh, before we get into that, um, uh, I want to read at least some of the statements that Grand Factory uh, put out. As you guys know, last week I talked about Grand Factory's fundraiser, how I wasn't really necessarily a big fan of the fundraiser. Um, most people seem to agree with me. I mean, I got to say, I, I, I don't think I'm in the minority here. But obviously it didn't sit well with everyone. But a lot of people also had very similar criticism as mine. They were very vocal on Instagram, on Twitter, etc. So Factory put out a statement. And, and I mean, and to be clear, when I criticize people or if I criticize something on my podcast, I try to do it as fairly as I can. And when the person does something to address that criticism, I'm always going to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm always going to give them credit when credit is due. And in that case, I do want to give the people at Grand Factory credit because they do address a lot of the issues that people had initially. And I think if they had come out with a statement like this, if they had this communication out when they first launched their fundraiser, I'm not saying their fundraiser would have made twice as much money, but there would have been a lot less pushback, I would say. So let's read some of the statement. Statement from the Grand Factory. We want to thank everyone who has supported our fundraiser since launching, and we also want to thank everyone who reached out to us with constructive criticism and asked us to clarify certain points that might not have been clear to the public. Why? The Grand Factory is a business that employs over 170 people, works with hundreds of suppliers, and has been a home for 400 plus artists for the past eight years. With the compounding of challenges between the devaluation, the pandemic, which ravaged our industry specifically, the economic collapse, the banks blocking our funds, no support from the government, insurances not paying a penny, we had to turn to the international community for their support. Timing. To many, this is not a priority, and we understand that point completely. However, while other businesses and, S and SMEs were able to gather support, nothing has been done for the clubbing industry that employs thousands in Lebanon. The timing for this, in the eyes of many, will never be right. At the end of last year, several of our friends in the uh, uh, diaspora reached out to us to see how they can help us, and we directed them to other more pressing priorities and institutions who needed it much more than we do. Lately, with the vaccine rolling out, we saw some hope that we would be able to reopen our doors despite all difficulties to provide work for our team and an escape to our community. As stated everywhere in our communication, our fundraiser is targeted to our thousands of fans and artists in the international community. Our mission and shareholders. We built the Grand Factory in 2014 as a place of unity, a place to escape, a place to come together under music. Our ethos then was to be active in the community while remaining apolitical and not alienate anyone due to their political views, their religious beliefs or social status. In October of 2019, we were extremely vocal and active during the revolution, and we shut down our club and our offices to encourage our team to be with us on the, on the ground almost every day, and used our platforms to push our audience as much as possible to take the streets and claim their basic rights from the corrupt political class. Consequently, politically affiliated shareholders who did not align with our position stepped out. That is a very important piece of information that I think should have been clear a long time ago. The documents circulating are irrelevant as we function under a holding company since 2020. Get on their page, you know, read it yourselves. I'm not going to read the entire thing, but they basically make a much better point. If someone was on the fence, maybe they're more likely to donate now. Someone like me who's never going to donate to begin with, this is not going to change my mind. I, I still don't agree that they need to do a fundraiser, but at least they've justified themselves. They've, they've, cleared out a couple of you know big question marks so i mean good job you know that's that's what you guys should have done from the beginning i think uh this was a good move definitely i also don't think like some people a lot of people sent me messages on instagram like this is because of you they, they put this they put out the statement because of you i highly doubt it i highly doubt it um but i also think like uh ballroom blitz put out a statement an instagram post a few days ago that i also think made grand factory look a little bit bad 
like they talked about how they were able to secure funding from like external sources and like grants and whatever essentially like wink wink we didn't ask people for money so um i think that compounded with all of the negative attention that you know the fundraiser did get i think pushed them to make the right decision and put out the statement so hey i hope it works out for them if you go on to the fundraiser it's at fifteen thousand six hundred and seventy dollars as of this recording on wednesday night this is still not a lot this is like seven hundred dollars more than they had last week so again this just proves that i'm in the majority of people not necessarily feeling right about giving them money but uh hey good luck okay again props for putting out the statement and clarifying a lot of the questions that people had uh and yeah okay midday and moine buckle up uh this is the topic of the hour, folks. This is the topic, the main topic of today's episode. Now, before we get into it, let me sort of explain why I'm even talking about this. Uh, give you guys some disclaimers. Uh, I'm a big fan of Saturday After Dinner. Uh, I love Moin. Moin is a close friend. He's a co-worker. We've worked together for like three years. So for me to talk about this is extremely awkward. And I know he's watching. Hello again, Midia and Moin. I've never met Midia in person. I know she wanted to meet me. Uh, I was excited about meeting her too, but everything changed after last week's episode and after i talked about grand factory um but yeah i just wanted to, i just wanted to make it clear that i i genuinely you know i'm a big fan of said uh, i i gen like i constantly check up on their youtube page as if it were my own like i check up on how many subscribers they have anytime they cross like nineteen thousand subscribers like they're almost at twenty thousand subscribers i'm always happy for them i keep track of that stuff as if it were my own uh, and I'm also very happy for Moin because he's been talking about wanting to do a podcast like this for years, for like two fucking years. Uh, he met, he has like a picture with Joe Rogan that he took that he cherishes, I think, more than anything. So, and he talked about this a lot. So the fact that he was able to pull it off and make it happen and all that, I'm super happy for him. Uh, and uh, their podcast, like to me, is kind of a like an inspiration. We're completely different in terms of podcasts, but when I saw him. When I saw the success that said they had, it gave me hope that maybe I could do something completely different, but still sort of find success. So uh, I think it is important for me to state all of that. Uh, and then I'm going to get into some even more personal stuff in a minute. It's going to get it's going to get pretty awkward, folks. Now, I opened the episode with footage from the latest episode from Saturday after dinner, which was an episode that was just just had Moine and Midia chilling uh, and, and talking with one another. And the Grand Factory fundraiser issue came up and they talked about it. And understandably, they had different thoughts than me and they had a completely different opinion than me on the fundraiser. They kind of defended the fundraiser. But where it kind of got uh, problematic for me is it kind of seemed like they were talking about me indirectly with just without naming me. That's the whole talking about like toxic culture, bullying, hiding behind a screen and like just complaining all the time. It really did feel like it was targeted at me and a number of people on Instagram like reached out after their episode came out and were like, hey, dude, I think they're kind of talking about you, but indirectly. And it had to be like, no, no, it's fine. Like it's they're definitely not talking about me. And then I watched the episode and I was like, holy shit, I think they are. So uh, I and like especially using the B word, like, can you imagine bullying a nightclub? Like I'm bullying. I'm bullying Grand Factory. Uh, um. And what, Soul Kitchen, they have 40 partners. Me just saying that I don't agree with a fundraiser is, I don't think it's me bullying anyone, especially when I gave good, pretty good reasons, I think, of why I had questions about it. Uh, and there's a couple of things that they did in their video, uh, which I 
did not agree with as well. Uh, they did not disclose, like, I think it's, imp I, I'm always very open and I give all of the disclaimers that I think I need to before I talk about something. Media and Wine never mentioned that they have very close friendships to a lot of the partners at Grand Factory. Uh, so that definitely plays into their opinion, I think, and that should be something that should have been made clear to their viewers. Uh, because I definitely do think it changes their uh, opinion and worldview. Something else that people don't know that I don't think anyone, I don't think Moine ever expected me to tell people, but I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I was uninvited or postponed from Saturday. I was supposed to shoot an episode of Saturday on Monday, this Monday, two days ago. Uh, I And some background on that. I was always, Moine has wanted to have me on the show for a while. I've always been very hesitant. Like I always ask him every single time he talks to me about it. I'm like, are you sure, Moine? Are you sure that you want me on your show? Because I don't think I'm a good fit for your show. I don't think I'm the right fit for your audience. He's like, yeah, dude, it'll be fun. So after, it took some convincing, I'd say. He's like, let's fucking do it. Let's have you on on Monday, etc." I was like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I got excited. I'm going to meet Medea for the first time and all of that. I got a call on sunday one day before we're supposed to shoot our podcast and he's like hey dude like yeah so maybe and i watched your episode and uh like yeah we, we disagree with some of the stuff you said about grand factory and like they he genuinely sounded this like it sounded like my parents were disappointed in me and it really made it sound like maybe was really disappointed in me that was before i watched their video now at first when i was on the phone with maureen i was like okay yeah no problem we'll postpone it but as soon as i hung up like it felt, I felt like kind of annoyed by the situation. And then when I watched their episode, I was like, yeah, I, I was pretty angry. And I was like, I got to talk about this now. Like they, they've pushed my hand. They, they've made me do this. So taking that into consideration. So taking the fact that I got uninvited from Saturday or postponed, but let's be real. Like once they postpone you and once you feel like they're disappointed in you and your opinion and they're friends with the factory people and they don't want to make it awkward with them. I was never going to be really invited back on the show. Like, I'm sorry, Maureen, I didn't believe you when you told me that you would, you would bring me back on the show, which again is fine. I never really wanted to be on the show to begin with. Not that I don't like it. I love the show. Love you guys. But I'm just not a good fit for the show. You know what I mean? But then seeing the episode and seeing them kind of talking about me indirectly, it just made me think that they didn't want anyone to challenge them. Like, if I had come on the show, I would have kind of challenged them. The things I'm saying now, I would have told, I would have said to their face, like, hey, you guys forgot to mention that people are complaining because it's 40 partners, not just because it's people are complaining for the sake of complaining or people don't want fundraisers. No, they're 40 partners. Some of them are wealthy. Some of them were politically affiliated. They didn't mention any of that. They just made everyone seem like angry teenagers and social justice warriors. Not at all, man. People had serious and genuine uh and righteous concerns you know and grievances with this fundraiser and you guys just played it off like it was nothing and i find it weird that like media and wine have like all sorts of guests on like people who talk about hezbollah they talk about politicians they say whatever the fuck they want but you can't talk about grand factories that, as to not upset like their grand factory friends i found that kind of funny they literally had a guy what's, what's his name who like was accused of sexually harassing a 15 year old intern He's okay to have on the show, but you can't have Anthony talking about Grand Factory. Really? Come on, guys. I just found that stuff silly. And just to be clear, the guy who was accused of sexual harassment, his name is Ibrahim Malouf. To be fair, he was, he was found innocent. So, like, I, I'm just kidding around. But, like, still, you know, there, where there's smoke, there's usually fire. Like, that was, uh, like, that was, 
questionable guest, I would say. You know, so you get people talk about anything, but God forbid you talk about Grand Factory. So I found that weird. I found that weird. Uh, disappointing, to be honest. I thought, set it after dinner and do not worry. We're going to, you know, two podcasts, the two entities, we're going to run into the sunset together holding hands. But um, I guess it was never meant to be. Will I ever be a guest on the show? Who knows? God only knows if I'll be a guest on the show. After this episode, what do you guys think? I don't know. But again, I'm a, I'm a fan of Saturday After Dinner. I'm a fan of the show. I just disagree with what, with what they had to say uh, about the factory thing. I disagree with how they said it and like how they kind of sneakily tried to get rid of me so that I didn't have to challenge them and so they could go unchallenged. In my opinion, just to say stuff to appease their friends, not make it awkward for them. But Moin talked in, in their episode, he talked about an opportunity cost at one point. He was explaining... He was talking about, you know, opportunity cost and economics. في عالم بتفكر في شيء اسمه opportunity cost بإيكونومكس إنه إذا تعطي مصاري لا أو إذا بتستثمري بشيء يعني ما بتستثمري بشيء تاني. يعني and I think, you know, I was the opportunity cost in this situation. You know, they made a choice. Better keep our factory friends happy, and you know, we can forget about silly old Anthony. I think I think I think this all turned out for the best. You know what I mean? I, I don't think I would have been a good guest, granted, on on Saturday after dinner. Let me know if you guys disagree. Also, please, this is not like a hating on Saturday uh, segment, so I don't want like any comments like, "Yeah, fuck Saturday." Please, like I I just told you guys, I really like them and I really like the show. And and why am I even talking about any of this? To be honest with you guys, like I said, I almost didn't record an episode this week because I'm at a point, I'm still figuring this podcast out. I'm figuring out my relationship with this podcast, with the audience. What is okay for me to say? What is not okay for me to say? Um, all I can tell you is I was just thinking a lot about the, the episode and what they said and then linking that to me getting postponed. Uh, and I was just like, I kind of feel like I have to talk about this. And if, and if I don't talk about this, Do I even really want to record a podcast? Because to me, that was the leading topic. Everything else was secondary. So I either would have talked about this and been honest with you like I'm doing now, or I would have just honestly rather not filmed anything. And I'm glad I'm, glad I'm talking about this. Uh, will Moine and I be okay? Will our friendship survive this? We're going to have to keep watching both our podcasts to find out. Synergy. See that, Moine? But yeah, I think, I think I'm the only person, the first ever guest to get uninvited from Saturday after dinner. And I think that makes sense. When you think about it, guys, who else would it have been? Who else would have gotten uninvited from Saturday After Dinner other than your boy, comic book reading, UFO-loving, crazy Anthony? Okay, this is a very disturbing topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, there is this account on Instagram for this two-year-old little girl. It's called It's Naya Shrif. It says, personal blog, two years old, Naya Shrif at Hotmail.com, owner of Naya dot of whatever. So there's a brand. Let's open that up in another tab. She has her clothing brand, Naya Clothing. Um, folks, this shit is disturbing. This is, first, disclaimer, this is an adorable little girl. Naya, you are an adorable, beautiful little girl. What your parents are doing to you, um, I think, is is child abuse, borderline child abuse. Like we've talked about Nuharida using her kid as a prop. A lot of you mentioned that Karen Wazen also does that with her kids and uses them as a prop. It is nothing compared to what whoever this girl's parents are are doing to her, man. Look at these pictures. Look at these photos, man. This girl is an item to sell clothing, to sell products. She's two years old. There is no way she can consent to any of this. Now, I know there are child actors and stuff like that. I just find this 
disturbing, man. She's adorable, great little girl. She should have a normal childhood. So if you look up how, how young you have to be to be on Instagram or how old, it says 13. Instagram requires everyone to be at least 13 years old before they can create an account. Uh, in some jurisdictions, this age limit may be higher. Accounts that represent someone under the age of 13 must clearly state in the account's bio that the account is managed by a parent or manager. Uh, I mean, obviously, she's two years old. We, we can assume she's not running this page, but no one says it does not say on her bio, in her page, that this is managed by someone else. Uh, I, I really don't know, man. This is disturbing. This is all I can say is this is disturbing. This child is being used to sell products. Also, like something that I know, YouTube is very hard on uh, the age limit. They don't let kids, I forgot what it is, like under 12 or something, be on YouTube because, and I'm sorry to bring this up. I'm sorry to bring this up, but I have to. Because of pedophilia, a lot of pedophiles use YouTube to like find content about children. So as a parent, you should also think twice before just making your kid like a supermodel on the internet and just having all of that content out there because there's always going to be some people who are going to use that stuff in a very vile and disgusting way. So I'm sorry to even bring that up, but I have to. When I saw this page for the first time last week, it was at 59,000 followers. It is at 71K, so it is growing. There's tons of comments on every post. Like people is like, yeah, wow, that's adorable. No one seems to find this wrong or weird. Maybe people are commenting, but they're deleting them. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to report this page. Like, I don't know how to help this little girl. And I'm sure that some people are going to be like, why are you trying to mess with this business? Maybe this family is like living off of this or whatever. I mean, yeah, I get it. I don't want to fuck with anyone's income. But like if your income is coming at the cost of your daughter and her well-being uh, and her mental well-being, like kids shouldn't be on social media at two years old, man. This is very bad for her mental development. This is, she's going to have anxiety problems. She's going to have uh, self-confidence issues, image problems. Like you're exposing her to to this way, way, way too early, way too early. This is fucked up, man. And I feel bad for this little girl. And I'm sure this is going to have a negative impact on her mental well-being as an adult or as a, not even as an adult, as a teen, as a young teen and everything. Uh, yeah, weird shit. Hadley Gamble. Hadley Gamble. Uh, she's a CNBC news anchor and international correspondent. I believe she's, she, you know, she's American. Uh, Hadley Gamble became infamous in Lebanon like a year ago. I don't remember. She had an in this interview with Gibran Basile, went viral. She made him look horrible. Uh, she was very interactive with like Lebanese people on Twitter before the interview. She was taking questions from people. Uh, she became a, a fan favorite of the Lebanese population. I'm not going to lie. 24 hours after that interview, she was like, everyone was tweeting at her. Like she really became a national hero, including myself. I tweeted... In support of Hadley, we were. I, I quite enjoyed that interview, but like quickly after that, she became to like she started to lose favor with the Lebanese public. She had an interview with like a Saudi Arabian official. I don't remember what it was about, but like that got her in some hot water. Uh, she had an interview with a an Israeli official about the Beirut blast, which people weren't happy about. But just recently, a few days ago, she posted a picture on her Instagram with Wali Jumblat. Uh, I mean, if you don't know who Wali Jumblat is, I'll just I, I guess introduce him as a uh, Lebanese like warlord, politician, thief, etc. All the, the usual, allegedly, allegedly, don't come for me. But um, so, and here's her very extremely tone-deaf uh, caption. Lenin, Walid, and me. Or as I like to call it, two socialists meeting a capitalist in Lebanon, but they had a bigger gun. When I met Walid Jumblat last month in Lebanon, he told me that he's worried about feeding his people because people are beginning to starve. 
a self-described socialist. He told me he missed the Cold War because at least then you knew who the enemy was. He gave me a book, one I know and love, A Gentleman in Moscow. I asked him what would happen to the country. He said he hoped that we wouldn't be waiting for a government to form as long as Count Rostov stayed a guest of the Hotel Metropole. Walid told me that he was prepared to deal with anyone in order to protect his people. In the Shouf, the lights were on, the roads were paved, and it was clean. He has said the system in Lebanon is corrupt, himself included, but that is how things are done. No outside influence will change that, and Hezbollah is there to stay. When I asked him his biggest regret, he said, What is regret? Destiny is destiny. Okay, he admitted that he's corrupt, but like, way to normalize the guy. Way to just pose for a photo. Like, you know the struggles this guy caused Lebanese people. You saw all the messages people were sending you. You thought Gibran Basile's the only guy to cause us problems, Hadley? Is that what you think? Because it's not. What the fuck, man? What, what, the, what the fuck, Hadley Gamble? Like, okay, I get it. You're a sellout. You're friends with all these fucking people. But like, is that's what, what, what is this? This guy's killed people and shit. Allegedly. Just posing. I get it. It's an, it, ooh, it's such an exotic picture with you for like, for your, your, your wall of journalism. I met this warlord. We posed in front of a gun, a Gatling gun. It was amazing. Okay, good for you. And in front of a painting of Lenin. But, like, it's a slap in the face to the people, woman. What the fuck, Hadley? And this is coming from an American citizen, ma'am. I'm disappointed in you as a Lebanese person and as an American citizen. You done fucked up, Hadley. You fucked up good. And that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> Folks, thank you for joining me for this dramatic episode 17 of Do Not Worry. Uh, quick fun fact. If you, guys are, if you guys stuck around for the whole episode and if you're watching this outro, let me let you guys in on a little secret. I'm working on a second podcast that I am hoping to launch towards the end of June. So in a couple months from now, there's still a little bit of time. Got to do some planning. Got to do some prep work. But I've met with an amazing co-host. Uh, I think you guys are definitely going to love the shit out of her. Uh, I'm very excited to get this project started. I'm very excited for you guys to get to meet her, to know her. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, it's going to have its own unique flavor. It's going to be a completely different, unique thing. Uh, very excited about that. Thank you for watching this episode, folks. As usual, please leave a like, leave a comment, engage with this video, subscribe to the channel, become a do not warrior. And as usual, do not worry. Do not worry. Thank you.